If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great, I ain't in hard talk. If Kev Lewin's decent, it's a sandbox. What's going on, everybody? We're back with another episode of Since the Sandbox. And we're doing something special today, something we've never done before. We're doing our fantasy award show. So in this episode, we're going to talk about our MVP, Rookie of the Year, Most Annoying Player of the Year, some rising stars, one-year wonders, and talk about some of the biggest busts that these two had on their fantasy football teams. We do have our guests with us. <laughs> Eddie Mush himself. Yeah, legit. <laughs> the biggest degenerate of them all. So if you guys are interested in hearing this episode, our fantasy awards, make sure to stay tuned. All right, since the Sandbox fans. So we're not going to start things off with our MVP because that would be too good. So I think I think we have to talk about some of the biggest fantasy flops first. And I'll start by mentioning my biggest bust, and we can just go down the line. You guys could talk about some of the busts that you had. Kev, I know this is a player that we shared and I targeted thinking that, you know, he would change my team. I always talk about how tight end is the biggest difference-making position in fantasy football. I drafted Darren Waller in the fourth round, and I honestly have to say I think Darren Waller was my biggest bust. I had high expectations for him. You know, I I, I would view him as a, a tight end that I would expect 15 plus a week. And I really don't know if I ever got 15 points from him more than once. I ended up trading Darren Waller in the middle of the year. And he officially was my biggest bust. Yeah. So I somewhat agree. I had him as my most annoying player. Okay. kind of, you know, hand in hand. But for my bust, I had obviously McCaffrey, who I had on a team because just dealing with injury and stuff. And I also had D-Hop, too. I didn't own D-Hop, Ooh. but I just know, you know, from talking to people and just from knowing the year he had that, he was kind of a bust. And I know you might say that's crazy, but, like, for D-Hop, he was a bust. You know I, what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like He was. For I, where he went in the draft and what people were expecting out of him and Kyle this year, he was he was a bust. It is what it is. I think I think that, that also could go along with one of the more annoying players. Right. But we'll save that because I know Lou and Matt both have a bust that they like to share. Yeah, right. Uh, Give me Allen Robinson Ooh. for 500. <laughs> yeah. uh, I kept him in a league. Yes, for, uh, he, was, he was a, a seventh-round keeper. So you think, oh, you know, good wide receiver, seventh-round kid. That's, that's nobody territory. Yeah, he was, he was fantastic. He was an all-time stiff. No excuses. But I do have to throw out there the biggest bust for sure this year is Calvin Ridley. Yeah, Dude didn't even yeah, play. He, he didn't play, and he that's wasn't good. hurt in – I, I'm not going to say that he's not going through some shit, but, like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, you're not in a league on your own. Like, you didn't draft yourself. Like, that had to screw him, too. He just doesn't play. Nah, yeah. Must be much. Yeah. My personal bust, I'm going to go out on a limb here, Patrick Mahomes. Oh. That's a good one. Hey, I, I mean, love it, honestly. He didn't play horrible, but he definitely didn't play up to expectations. Yeah. And he cost me... My fantasy championship, I'd say. Just wow. About, yeah. So right under the bus. That's not a bad one, honestly. He's like in the same boat with the D Hop. Like you know what I mean? Like, D Hop no, like was just hurt. Like, he had he a good like season. A, like, for like a normal quarterback, he wasn't a bust. But for like, give me the fuck. No, honestly, kid. that that really isn't a bad one. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's probably the first quarterback off the board. Um, I know I took Lamar, and Lamar was having an MVP like season until he got hurt. So that was. That was annoying, but that was more towards the end of the year. Why don't we all go around the table and talk about a player that we were right about? And this can be a player that you were right about in a negative way, 
or this could be a play that you were right about um, that worked out positively for you. And Lou continuously reinforces this for me, and I always appreciate it. But Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Lou, you always give me my credit when when it comes yep. to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And I was right about him when, when it came down to the draft process. I was right about him with fantasy last year. I was right about him with fantasy this year. I have yet to be a Clyde Edwards Hilaire owner. I drafted Jonathan Taylor later in my keeper leagues two years ago to have the better player who I thought was going to be the better running back. And look how that turned out. I mean, I, I was in first last year in that keeper league and just missed the playoffs because of the last week of the season. So I was definitely right about Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And Lou, I think, I hope uh, you're mentioning this player for the player that um, we were wrong about. Because Brandon Ayuk and Kenny Galladay are going to be players that I was wrong about. Brandon Ayuk, the end, the end justified the means, though. He's been good for like four weeks in a row. It was just delayed. He was just in the doghouse. Like, it literally doesn't make any sense because he's been a wide receiver one since Debo's been taking handoffs. But me and you were religiously on Ayuk. I think that there were, I, I took Debo Samuel in a league that I won the championship in that will now be the newly converted sandbox league next year so shout out to us for having our own fantasy league but yeah i drafted brandon Ayuk before debo samuel in a league too and i was just like wow with a difference that could have been in bruno's league in the in my big week to have debo there you know i was right about michael pittman <laughs> i want my flowers on that <laughs> want my flowers on that top 20 guy all season like what, like seven touchdowns, a thousand yards? Yep. I'll take it, man. We're just moving up. Louis, is he did he arguably have a top ten wide receiver season for you? No, I can't because he, he had so many fucking penalties. <laughs> no one gets a holding call like that, dude. I swear yeah. to God. <laughs> Every play. Is Ayuk the player that you were also wrong about? No, actually I had a a really good one. Uh the Washington defense. Oh, I yeah, drafted wow. them. I drafted them in in three <laughs> leagues, <true> though. <laughs> thinking they would have the most sacks in the league. You know what I mean? Top ten in picks, top ten in fumbles. But we were we we're higher than all all preseason. But yeah. they shite the bed, and uh, <laughs> I had to pick up the Colts defense on the waivers. Yep. All right, Kev, you're up, Matt. Go for it. Well, mine's transitions into the next category. Well, that's so fine. Matt's that's still fine. looking his up. All right, uh, <laughs> all right. So for the guy I was right about. Kept him in one league, traded him late in uh, in another league. But Leonard Fournette was spot on about him. Knew he was going to be the number one running back there. Knew he was going to have a good season with Brady. So I was right about Fournette. Missed a couple games, but when he played, you know, he was a guy who was putting up 15, 20 plus every week. So it was right about him. Guy I was wrong about, my boy, my ride or die, Mike Davis. Was completely <laughs> wrong about Terrible. Mike Davis. You know, I looked at him last year. I Goodbye. said, you know what? McCaffrey went down. Mike Davis put up pretty decent numbers. Now he's in an offensive heavy system with Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. Guy's going to have a decent year. But uh, all thanks to the guy who I had as my one hit, my one year wonder, Corderell Patterson, I ended up being wrong about Mike Davis. But yeah, so the one year wonder, we'll move into the next category. I had Corderell Patterson. I mean, wow, that's a good guy's, one. Guy's good. 
But I mean, he was putting up numbers. You know <laughs> he, what I mean? like, he ain't gonna do that again. <laughs> he might not even play two positions yeah. again. Um, so that's interesting. So Matt, you can give us a player that you were right and wrong about, and then you can get us started with the one-year wonders. Well, I'm not really wrong about much. So <laughs> I, I might not have a guy that I was wrong about, but the guy that I was definitely right about and always right about is Mike Evans. <laughs> there it is. True wide receiver one. There it is. Mike Stephon Diggs. There he just has, what, eight straight thousand-yard seasons? He said, unlike Stephon Diggs. <laughs> Who is that guy? But, I mean, Mike Evans, he just continues to show up, win games, help help the Bucks, you know, progress. Uh-huh. Matt might not have a player he was wrong about, but let me tell you, he had a lot of bets that he was wrong about, that's for sure. Do you have a player on your team that you think is a one-year wonder that probably peaked and will never do as good as they did again? A tight end, I'd, maybe? I'd have to say, like, Debo Samuel. Wow. You don't think he could put up that production again? I mean, I think he could. I just didn't really have many other guys that... Did that good? Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> That's I went funny. to the championship and lost. <laughs> um, now, but... I'll, I'll share a one-year wonder, and you guys can, can call me a little crazy for this if you like. But I think it makes sense. And this is somebody that came off of a down year. This guy has been somebody that's produced as a fantasy running back before, but I really think that this year, above all, um, this was really the peak. And James Conner. I mean, James Conner had a great year, but the fact that he scored like 16 touchdowns, I think that's absolutely insane. When Eno Benjamin got involved and Chase Edmonds came back, we kind of seen his role dwindle down a little bit. When the Cardinals were hot, he was a big reason for that. But I definitely do not think that James Conn is going to produce the way he did no. once again. Yeah, so we had a lot of one-year wonders this year on the squad. I had Cordero Patterson and James Conner. Okay. <laughs> but the guy I'm going to go with uh, is Hunter Henry. Ooh. He will never lead tight ends and touchdowns again, again in his life. <laughs> yeah, it was a really the, He was up there in the league, end. dude. He's had, he's had seven touchdowns at one point for like six weeks. And, like, it just didn't change. While always missing five games a season. Yeah. Yeah, no, that'll never happen <laughs> it's again. It's mad funny. The one-year wonders, I think, are always are always cool because they always come in different ways. But the what I wanted to get into now is rising stars. So these could be guys that we kind of found later on in the year. They could be rookies. They could be whatever um, you may be. I actually have two on here, and neither one of them are rookies. So I think it'll be interesting for you guys to hear. My two rising stars both come from the wide receiver position. And my first one is Hunter Renfro. He scored 207 points in the half-point PPR format. That's a good one. So I feel like that's a a pretty solid wide receiver. I mean, you're talking about a guy that you probably picked up in week six. Like, let's be realistic. I I just think that, you know, Hunter Renfro is going to be solid. I think he's going to be around for a little bit. And another rising star... You guys might debate it because there was a bigger superstar on this team at the same position, but this is somebody I'm going to target next year, and T. Higgins. I mean, T. Higgins balled. Last year, he balled. We know that Jamar Chase was was obviously a problem, but T. Higgins scored 182 fantasy points over the regular season, and that's a lot of points. He was very productive. He probably had two or three games that that were 25-plus fantasy points. So I know you could say that could be a lot of the chunk, but I feel like you need some of those chunks throughout the fantasy season to get some wins. Like, you need some overproduction in and, and an offense like that going into next year. That's someone I like um, with a lot of overproduction. So Hunter Renfro and T. Higgins at the wide receiver position. Give me Ahmad St. Brown. 
Ooh. Give me a mod, Saint Brown, uh, for five hundred. Like <laughs> for five hundred. And um, <laughs> no, like if he's gonna produce like that on the Lions, and if I mean, I'm assuming the Lions will get better than they were. Like I just don't see yeah. a way. Even if Goff stays there, like you build a rapport, and they don't have. I mean, Hawkinson's good, but he's banged up a lot. They can run the football. I think he's a guy that's gonna be great in PPR leagues from years to come, just because of the volume he'll get. And dude, he he's really fast. Like yeah. he he he's probably. I mean. That just solidifies how good this wide receiver class was to think that he might be the fourth or fifth best guy, and, like, he's very good. Right? Yeah. All right, so my rising star, and Steve, you might debate this one because you already, I think you already think this guy is Devin star, Singletary. Is. Um, but Justin Jefferson, honestly, I'm sold on him now. You know, last year he was a rookie. So. <laughs> it's a cop It is, it is, but still, I mean, it's only his second year in the league, you know what I mean? And last year was his rookie year, so it was kind of like the whole, like, all right, this guy's a rookie, like, let's see what he does. And then this year he came out and balled. So, like, going forward, like, that's definitely a guy that I'm looking to draft, you know, in years to come, you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. he's still so young, so... Now, would, would you would you go to the extent of saying that Justin Jefferson can be a first-round pick taking over Devontae Adams next year? Um, I wouldn't go... I, yeah, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> if Rodgers isn't there, like, yeah. Maybe like a That's third what I'm round saying, pick. though. What if Devontae Adams isn't in the most ideal scenario anymore? Like, it's what still if Devontae what Adams, if Devontae Adams nah. goes to the Raiders and Derek Carr's his quarterback? You're still going to tell me that you're going to take him over? There's going to be an upgrade at the quarterback position for Minnesota. Kirk yeah. Cousins ain't going to be there. Yeah, well, we'd have to see. Even we'd if he is, look what they've still, done. Devontae's yeah. Devontae. You know what I mean? No, nah, of course. What about Cooper Cup? I mean, yeah, that's a different story. <laughs> nah. Turn the microphone when it's your turn. All right, my rising star. This is not debatable. This is a fact. Javante Williams. Hey, 100%. That's a real good one. He is 100%. a stud. I dealt with Melvin Gordon all year long. Okay. <laughs> he will be my most annoying player, just so you guys know. So let's show um, to that next. Yeah. Yes. Javante Williams, man. He, he got it done. And it sucks that like he could have had such a better season if they didn't waste carries on Melvin Gordon. Right. That's like, what dead I'm serious. I know. And, and like, I feel like that was a lot of like the same for Jonathan Taylor the previous year. And I... Marlon Mack was really good, and Heem Hines is really good. Lou, you know that. Yeah. But when you have, when you haven't spent the investment on an early round pick in the running back position, what are you waiting for to give him the ball? The longer you wait, the less of a span you're going to have him for. Their the, the peak is only what three years, and then it starts going downhill. We're really going to see the running back position start to change because we're already seeing more running back by committee. And now we can get into the most annoying player. For the most annoying player, for me, it comes to the two guys with the biggest price tag at the running back position, and that's Christian McCaffrey and Saquon. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really think it's annoying the fact that these two guys you pick in the first round. Come on in. Hey, Hey, we got Mike Scopper in the building walking in to watch the Fantasy Award episode shout out mike recovering from his hip injury right now fresh out of florida with that tan we're all jealous (laughs) but yeah my most annoying players have to be mccaffrey and saquon mccaffrey was the number one pick in a lot of fantasy drafts saquon was somebody that i picked over a lot of premier running backs my fantasy season would have been different if i drafted eckler at the at the four position rather than, you know, Saquon. It would have been different even if I drafted Kamara, and Kamara still didn't have that great of a year. But 
Dealing with McCaffrey, dealing with Saquon has been extremely annoying. They're players I'm avoiding going into next year just because you can't afford to to lose a roster spot on a fantasy roster of 16 with COVID, with injuries, with mm-hmm. bye weeks, with 17, 18 weeks in the season. Just can't happen, and these two guys are a constant injury. Yeah, that's that's a fact. I, I think I, can, I might be able to one-up it just a little. Because I, I don't think there's one more player that's more annoying than this dude. Nobody. Who? Miles Sanders. <laughs> wow. Miles Sanders is the most annoying player to own in the world. I told Booty. Steve this before we recorded. Booty Sanders. He averaged, like, the second highest yards per carry in the league at 5.6. Like, more than Jonathan Taylor, like... Then he was always hurt, and then when he played, they didn't put him in the red zone, and then Boston Scott, and who was the other dude? G- Kenneth Howard. Gainwell. And Jordan yeah. Kenneth Gainwell. And then when I picked up Kenneth Gainwell, when Miles Sanders went down, they gave it to Jordan Howard. Yeah. <laughs> Kenneth Gainwell saw two points, but he was averaging 12 behind Miles. How do you average Go 12 birds. as a backup, but two as a starter? I don't understand. Go Birds. Shout out to you. Oh, man. Fuck Miles Sanders. Yeah, I mean, I already mentioned my most annoying player, Darren Waller. Just one of those guys that was like every week, all right, this is the week, all right, this is the week. Good matchup, here we go. Then he gets injured, you know what I mean? Then he comes back, and then he gets injured again, and then it's like, whatever, you know what I mean? I haven't had a fantasy player yank my crank like that (laughs) since friggin' AJ Green back in 2014-15, you know what I mean? It was like every week I was like, Jesus, what's going on? Oh, man, I hope there's not too many people yanking your crank. Shout out, though, to AJ Green for overperforming, I think. Yeah. Seven, 800 yards and like six touchdowns? I'd say. I thought that dude was going to be in a wheelchair all season. (laughs) Yeah, he'll end up on the Pats next year. That's a fact. Yeah, and then in a hospital gurney. (laughs) Oh, man. Do we have a unanimous rookie of the year? Fantasy rookie of the year? Yeah. Yeah. Jamar Chase? Yeah. 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 Listen, Jamar Chase had 264 fantasy points in half PPR formats. What was it? Probably two performances over 40 points, one of those being a 50-point performance. Probably six weeks over 25-plus points. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. I will say, Lou, I, I'll never, I'll never forget going back to um, the draft. I was at just Bruno's. gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, you can tell. And me. it's, you know, what's crazy too? He still led the league in drops. He did. Yeah. He led. I just, I don't like dudes who drop the football because, yeah. like, you can't, like, you really just can't be butterfingers in the playoffs. Nah, I know. But no, no, dude, he's a savage. Like the whole wide receiver class is just like so good. Yeah. That like I don't know like dude Jalen Waddle came on at the end like he, he really made it. Imagine if he didn't play with Tua. And that's what I'm saying. Like that's a that's a really good wide receiver player that we didn't even talk about in that fantasy football award show. You know what I mean? And they were all good. Yeah, all the rookies exactly. were good. Um, but no, we were at we were at a draft. Lou was a little buzzed. Um, but always looking out for my fantasy best interest. And said, it was Jamar Chase. <laughs> it was it was probably what the seventh or eighth round, right around there. Maybe even like wow. a. Li- he got drafted that low. Yeah, I think so. That's crazy. Ooh, I think Jamar so. Chase, I, bro. I I drafted him in the last round of one of my. What? Leagues. Yeah, I want to say I want to say it was around the seventh or eighth round. And Lou was like, Steve, look, I'm telling you. He isn't. He he just drops the ball too much, and Lou can't predict. You know the the conversion from close. drops in the preseason to non drops in the regular season doesn't really make sense. But this is why we say the preseason is bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we say add another season game and then just get rid of them. That's right. 
So I'm happy we all have a, a unanimous rookie yeah. of the year, but I don't think the MVP is going to be so unanimous. So I think there's two possible players that could be MVP, maybe another couple. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to the guest first. So Matt, who would you say your fantasy MVP is? Fantasy MVP, hands down, drafted 90th overall, Debo Samuel. Wow, <laughs> that's a good one. Brought me, carried me to my fantasy championship. I'm like Patrick Mahomes, who <laughs> put up duds left and right for me. But yeah, he saved me. I mean, with the 90th overall pick, that's a steal. I think that's the one of the best picks in the draft. For, Definitely most valuable. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely, Kev. Cop out, but I'm going Copper Taylor. That's it. Wait, you gotta pick guys. one. You gotta pick Jonathan Taylor. Just right. for, for fantasy senses. The ball. Jonathan Taylor. Wow. That's it. That's it. I got Cooper mm. Cup here. Yeah. So Cooper Cup finished the season with three hundred sixty seven fantasy points in half PPR formats. But I think the also the part of the reason why I want to give this to him. I mean, the Triple Crown is an amazing statistic, and the NFL probably won't give him credit for it. It would be dope if they made like a little crown or a trophy that had the Triple Crown for it. Hasn't been won since 2005 when Steve Smith won it. Um, So very interesting that Cooper Cup did it in the format that he did. But very dominant season from him. But, I mean, I can't debate Debo Samuel or Jonathan Taylor. I had both of those guys in other teams. I actually didn't have Cooper Cup in any team this year. I had him last year on my championship team. I wish I had him this year, but I thought last year was going to be his peak, but I was wrong. But guys, since the Sandbox fans, this was the Since the Sandbox Fantasy Football Award Show with Matt Toro and also a feature with Mike Scarpa. The tan Mike Scarpa. (laughs) That's right. The long, tan, and handsome. (laughs) But make sure you guys tune in to find our NFL Honors final predictions. Make sure you guys check out our Parlay of the Week on YouTube. We talked about our divisional round matchups. And we have so much more coming. Make sure you like, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. And this episode deserves five stars, so don't give us anything less. Peace out, and we'll see you guys real soon.